You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. All right, what's up, William? How you doing, King? I'm good, King. How you doing tonight? Uh, doing great, man. So glad to, you know, hear you actually. Matter of fact, I think you you was the first one to do a thought for rent. You know, this uh, we just gonna get this thing and chop it up. You know, ain't no ain't no rhyme or reason to it outside of uh, right. you know, when I see a moment to just get on something that that I can't typically do on the show, man. I just like to reach out, man. So um, you always make yourself available. Uh, I absolutely appreciate that. I'm hoping my man, Michael um, Sutler, who's been a, a, a regular on my show as well, I hope he gets on with us tonight. But we're going to make do, um, even if it's just the two of us, man. But um, just go ahead and just let the cat out the bag, man. I just, uh, as a matter of fact, it's funny. It's just coming to me right now as we speak. The first time I did a thought for rent was prompted the exact same way this one was. You had put something on Facebook that made me say, man, let's talk about that. And um, you did the exact same thing, man, when you did the um, the post talking about Elon Musk, I think I'm saying it right, Elon Musk becoming the richest man in the world. You had something to say about that. So, you know, for, you know, um, yeah, give me some thoughts on it. I'm going to pull that post up itself so I can ask you some questions specific out of it. But um, with that said, man, um, you, know, you know, you just kind of said some things, man. What, what, what made you jump on that with that man becoming, the, you know, supposedly the richest man in the world from what, from what I now understand? You, might, you understand it better than I do, but go ahead. Right. Well, well, I think it's all relative to what's going on today, and I think people kind of miss um, uh, the the relativity and the connection to Elon Musk being the richest man in the world at this day and time and what he's the richest man in the world for. Like, how did that happen? Why did that happen? And why is that the case? And, you know, my post kind of, you know, it kind of it, 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 it kind of reflected and insinuated that um, him being the richest man in the world is connected to a lot of the political uh, things we actually see going on uh, today. Uh, and there's no coincidence that he is now the richest man in the world. And I kind of, I kind of, you know, said he was the new Bill Gates, kind of the new Warren Buffett, mm-hmm. right? To millennials, to millennials. And another thing I kind of led into is he's not necessarily the uh, the smartest guy in the world. Uh, what I was leading to is he's just a very, very uh, big influence, right? And one thing we see today in today's society is the power of influence. And we continue to see that, right, through our media, through our mainstream media. Another thing I always say is I never watch mainstream media for that reason. Uh, there's a lot of hype mm-hmm. in mainstream media today. Um, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, selling going on and hype and, you know, mm-hmm. just political and, um, you know, being the richest man in the world, it, it's funny because if you look at Elon Musk specifically and you look at his business, you know, I, you know, I love to talk business and, I, and my background mm-hmm. is business. And on paper and on, you know, the books and, you know, on the, on, the, on, the, on the balance sheet, you know, Elon Musk's business, if you look at Tesla, which everybody knows, pretty much knows him from, most people, you know, they know of Tesla. You know, he's got several different uh, business uh, uh, engagements, but the, the biggest thing and the most mainstream thing that people know him from is, is Tesla. And if you look at Tesla on the balance sheet, Tesla is, uh, as far as I know, I don't know, maybe this year, but in years past, um, they haven't even been profitable. So they're still operating in the red. There's no profitability mm-hmm. with that company. So for him to be the richest man in the world uh, speaks 
kind of volumes as to where mm-hmm. the world going. This because yeah. a lot of his market share is already is already built in. So when you look at the uh, stock price and you look at the market price and the market cap of his business, his his it, the 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 future revenues are already built in. And so you have to ask yourself, well, what problem is he solving, and who's funding that problem to be solved? Right, because you don't become the richest man in, in, in the world, right? I mean, that's a big. I mean, you're talking about the Jeff Bezoses, right, of the world. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the the Warren Buffets mm-hmm. of the world, about the, the the Bill Gates of the world. And so, to be number one uh, with a company that is, you know, operating in the red revenue, right? We have to ask the question, and we have to. And this is, and, and, and you know, my posts are always like, okay. That's thought-provoking. All right, make this make sense for me. Why is that the case? Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And so that's the, that's the discussion I like to have, and that's the discussion I like to get into, and that's the discussion I like for people to, or the thought process I like for people to go into, because therein lies a lot of answers potentially right. as to why we see, as to why we see the things we see, you know, on the mainstream media, you know, on the news, right? When you can't make mm-hmm. it make sense. You know what I mean? Uh, you have to ask those kind of questions. So that's kind of what my what my post was leading was leading into. You know what I mean? And so we got to ask those questions. No, like, absolutely. No, absolutely. Because here, here, here's like, it's, it's it's I mean I I just love that you're able to see it in that sense. And and I now because you've done it, I see the importance right. of why you're doing it. Um, right. Whereas I wouldn't have thought about it. I would have just assumed that it, you know, again, haven't heard of Tesla, right? So my assumption would have right. been, you know, I get wind that Elon Musk has become the number one, you know, number one person in the world. My natural right. assumption is going to be the way that other people got there with an extremely profitable company that makes them a lot of money would have been my assumption. And you're saying, oh, whoa, 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 how did he get ahead? Of these guys right. who have been, you know, for the last 15 years going back and forth at who's number one, you know, flip-flopping, partly due to, you know, market share and things of that nature. But even with right. that being a part of their flip-flopping for who's number one, who's number two or three or whatever the case may be, even during that time, right. they still were known for profitable companies. So for this right. guy Probably. to surpass and become number one with the company that he's most known for in the red, like you said, it's yeah. How did that happen? And you've long been talking about the power of celebrity, which you've never knocked it. You've yeah. always understood it. But you are saying, right. wow, we're at a phase in the world where ce- celebrities is about to be equal or has surpassed infrastructure, demand and supply, actual products, which, again, you've been knowing with technology this was coming, at least from the, right. you know, the, the William I've been getting to know, and I'm only saying this because I've learned it from you, um, but yeah. it is it was eye-opening and concerning to you, I would assume, due to well, this yeah. happening at this time, at this moment, with at, everything that's going yeah. on in the world. Yeah, everything that's going on in the world. And if you've been in if you've been in tune with what he's doing, like he's he's he, you know he also has SpaceX, uh, which really SpaceX. is not a uh, yeah it's not a public com- it's not a it's kind of a private contracting company with the government. So he's you know every day during this time, 
right? He's launching satellites and, and, and rockets into space. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that gets my attention, especially, like you said, again. And celebrity, it's not a new thing in terms of monetization, right? Like, right. If you look at our past, some of our best presidents have, have been, or, or, or even our most controversial presidents, have really been mm-hmm. big in the space, right? Just our most recent one, mm-hmm. Donald Trump. Big celebrity, big right. celebrity coming in. A big celebrity. And he used that celebrity, obviously. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was the actor, right? Big celebrity. Right? What about our best, best president? Uh, Kennedy. Kennedy, huge celebrity. So celebrity has, always, celebrity has always been leveraged, right? And celebrity Correct. will be uh, adopted to move things in a certain direction. So Elon Musk isn't anything new in regards to maximizing and leveraging his celebrity. It's just right. how much... He has been able to leverage that at this point in time of transition, right? And one thing we can all agree on is that we are going through disruption and transition. The question is, what are we transitioning to? What are the problems? And what are the problems that Elon Musk is solving? And the thing that I always really get connected to is everything that you talk about on your shows, everything that we talk about, whether it's uh, what you talked about tonight, which is vaccines, vaccination. Uh, pandemic, uh, whether we're talking about cryptocurrency and currency and finance and what that looks like and the dollar, the devaluation of the dollar, the dollar being printed over and over and over, and it's losing its value and what we're transitioning to in terms of, you know, currency. I mean, uh, being able to travel freely or not travel freely and the things that we're able to do now that we, you know, or can't do now that we were able to do just a year or two ago, like, how is all of this playing a part into where we are, are going? And it's all connected. Like I have my I have my opinions about you know, about what it is, but it's the type of things we need to look to at the end of the day. We can have conversations all day and this is much longer than thirty minutes. But my concern is always, Montoya, always my concern is making sure that my people, right, stay relevant and current as to what that change looks like. So we don't fall behind. So we don't get caught, you know, slipping and, and be further behind, especially with the mm-hmm. integration of technology, especially when, you know, you talk about STEM all the time, right? And you know mm-hmm. how we fall behind. We've already fallen behind when it comes to, you know, STEM. Now, on top mm-hmm. of that, when you're putting in this level of the what I call the fourth industrial revolution, which is basically utilizing and leveraging technology to a, a degree by which is, you know, people haven't even seen up until this point. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about a systemic paradigm shift in how we live in regards to the fourth industrial revolution, utilizing technology to change how we live. We are not going back to the old system. We are not going back to the old system. So with that being said, we have to adopt a new system. I actually had a post uh, the other day. And I'm not familiar. Are you familiar? Do you, uh, Nika White, she's uh, Nika White Consulting. Do you remember her? Nika White, she went to BHP. The name sounds familiar. Um, I can't picture her right now. Well, she's a, she's a, uh, she's a business owner. She's a, 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 she uh, does consulting for corporations for inclusion, right, which is a great purpose, right? It's about inclusion. It's about mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. inclusion. So she does that and she did a it was it was really cool it was a reflective post for 2020 that she did that was based on her business right she's, she's an african-american woman she has her own business nika white consulting it's it, you know it's her name 
and she did a post about her 2020 reflections. And what she what she was known what she did a lot was she would go to corporations and actually do speeches at the corporations. But obviously, the pandemic, like many other businesses, impacted her mm-hmm. ability to do business the way that she had done it in the past. And so, what was mm-hmm. so beautiful about the what was so beautiful about the reflective post that she made, and I'm only talking about her publicly because she already made the post publicly, right? So I'm, mm-hmm. so I'm talking about the post. Uh, but she reflected and she showed and she said, basically, she didn't cry about, you know, the change in her inability to go to these corporations and have these, these speeches that she got monetized for, that she got paid for. She had to change the way she presented her value to the marketplace. And what she did was she adopted the technology, so she started using, you know, like you do. She started using Zoom. She started creating these groups. She started doing so many different things, leveraging the technology so well that she was able to hire, like, five or six more employees during this time, during COVID, right? She was able to scale up, right? And this is is the point I'm trying to make to get with this is we have Mm -hmm. to be able to adjust to the change in a positive way. The change is going to change. It's going to happen. What's going to happen, climb, you can climb as many, you know, state capital walls as you, as you want to, right? You can put your feet <laughs> on as many desks as you want to. You can scream as loud as you want to. At the end of the day, black, white, green, yellow, orange, we are going to be forced to move towards, again, what I refer to as the fourth industrial revolution, where we have to adapt and we have to integrate and we have to internalize the usage of technology in order to scale our ability to make money, right, to make money and prosper in this new environment that we're going to be aggressively moving to over the next four years. And this new administration is going to bring that in aggressively, and we have to be ready, especially African African Americans. We cannot afford to wait. We cannot afford to wait. We can't do it. We can't wait on a check. We can't wait on a $600 check, $500 check, $1,000 check. We can't wait. We have to do what Nika White did. We have to be proactive in adopting the tools that were already there for us. We just were never forced to use them, right? Even you, Montoya, I've seen. You've changed the way you deliver a lot of your content. You've really, and i got to give you props for this, you've really uh, uh, adopted and integrated the use of technology into what you had always been doing before, where it was just mainly radio is your thing. But, again, you understood, hey, i got to change the way that I, uh, the, the way that I the, the way that I deliver my value to my to my consumers to my customers to my listeners I have to I have to adopt if I don't I'm going to die and that's what that's what scares me and gives me you know it, it gives me pause when I know that our people right are not on this yet and that's why I continue to feed it's a long spoon I feed them with a long spoon and you see that every on my post it's mm-hmm. like everybody doesn't get it. But I'm consistent in feeding, 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 because I know at one point, someday, the people that listen to me and the people that, that, that understand what I'm saying are going to wake up and they're going to do that and they're going to move in that direction because we have to. We must. You know, and yeah, again, let we me, can go deeper. Yeah. Specific. Let, no, absolutely. I got Michael on the line, so we're about to go deeper because that's just what this brother does. And I'm pretty, and I know okay. he's probably just sitting, sitting back, enjoying, taking it all in. He's built and patient like mm-hmm. that. Um, but Michael jumped in the line with us, man. I think you heard enough to just kind of jump right in here, man. But thanks a lot for being with us. Go ahead, brother. No, man, it's always good um, good to jump in this situation because, you know, for me, the, you know, the, the idea of celebrity, like things we've talked about, I think they're absolutely 
phenomenal topics, like, again, the fourth industrial revolution, which to me is not even industrial at all, is kind of like highlighting some of the points that we're doing. Most of the stuff that we're talking about is really intangible, uh, whether we're talking about the leverage of, you know, social influence by a celebrity or the leverage that technology brings to the table. And technology has always been kind of a leveraging effect, has a commoditizing effect to certain things that at one point in time would have a premium. But, you know, you know, using Elon Musk, so I've had a, I've had a love grown to hate relationship with uh, Elon Musk, and it probably has some sort of, you know, overlay with his increasing celebrity in that regard. But I put it to this way. When we look at it's, – it's two things that always bother me about the conversation about, you know, who's the richest person or, you know, richest person as, as, as credited because of the floating nature of net worth. Most of our people, or at least people that, you know, don't deal in financial markets on a day-to-day basis, don't realize that that value floats up and down every day because most of those guys' wealth, whether you're talking about, um, you know, Elon today or – Bezos tomorrow or Zuckerberg or, you know, just take your pick, most of their wealth, and I mean most as in 99% of their wealth, is tied to the value, the floating value of their equity shares of their public and privately traded companies. And like you said, with like SpaceX, SpaceX has done well in terms of revenue. You know, they're the largest, you know, space exploration company by revenue. Tesla's, you know, has finally become profitable. But if you look at their balance sheets, if you look at their cash flows and things of that nature, those are, you know, their capital stack is full of debt, full of convertible notes, things of that nature. And yes, that may be surprising, but to me, I think there's too much of a fixation on this point of the right now of wealth because there is something else that is behind all of this that is driving a lot of it that I hadn't heard mentioned yet, and it's the fact that we're living a flat. Well, I did hear part of it. Uh, you basically said that. You know, right now we're we're looking at a devaluation of the dollar. That is, I mean, you could say it's a devaluation of the dollar. It's more of a monetary policy enacted by the Fed, which has kept, you know, again, the stock market bowed in 2020. Double-digit returns in the stock market after after a 40% drop in three weeks. You know, the largest big switchover in in change in wealth in history. You know, as, a, as people say, as a result of of the pandemic and things of that nature. But there are some other aspects of, I guess, what's going on as we are in this transition to a more intangible world, a world that is more heavily reliant on technology than ever before. But we're also seeing a socioeconomic shift that has been exacerbated by this gargantuan wealth inequality gap, which is, to this point, still very unchecked. And I think right. that just like we see the soaring wealth of the publicly and some privately traded companies, we're also seeing <clears throat> this wealth gap being exacerbated. And while we're talking about what could be in terms of the future, I think a lot of things our, our people should be mindful of. All the things you said are perfect, that we need to be on STEM, that we need to be, we need to harness a lot. Of, we have to, not just from a, you know, left behind standpoint, but almost from a, um, I guess you say a survival standpoint, because there will be substantial, um, I guess you say a substantial difference, like you said, in, in the way that we live, and it's, it's beyond 
pretty much anything we've seen in these generations. And that's why my qualm really come from with the people like Elon Musk and his celebrity, because yes, he's smart or not smart. My real issue with him is that with that immense amount of wealth, 150, 80, whatever billion it is, a cent a billionaire, what is right. he actually going to do? And specifically, what is he going to do for us? Uh, to right. this point, you know, as much as I've liked him uh, in the past, I always say that, you know, my roles with 180, like if any one of us on the call had 185 billion, I know black people would benefit. I would, I would throw that, I'd put money behind it. But with Elon Musk <laughs> right. with it, <laughs> I don't see it, you know, so. Right. That's kind of that's kind of where I am, and again, I think we agree wholeheartedly on the. We have got to get on the innovation side of things rapidly as a force of survival, not even like even a catch up thing, but it's like it's a survival thing for me. I agree one hundred percent. Well, Let me say this real I, I, quick, I, I, and I want you to jump yeah. in. I want you to jump in, Billy. I just want to say something real quick. Um, okay. For the work that I do, I'll be very honest. Uh, like you said, mm-hmm. from Billy kind of, I mean, William threw it into the, you know, the catch-up thing, and then you kind of give even more perspective from a survival thing. And I'll be honest, listening to both of you intelligently bring this home, it scares me to think we might not do either. Um, and I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. And Billy, go in right there, brother. Yeah, I, I, I actually, the way I try to explain it in a layman's terms um, is, you know, you got to kind of identify what you're seeing happen, right? And the way I try to explain it to people is I try to use something that's really relative to what they're used to. So if you look at, you know, all, all, all civilized, uh, civilization or ones that really prosper have a, a platform of finance, right? And I'm sure uh, Mike is Michael, correct? Michael, Michael, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep, Michael. Like the, like the foundation is, you know, banking, finance, the ability to transact, the ability to actually have equality and, and transact in the marketplace and have a stabilized, you know, unit of, 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 of finance that uh, you're able to do that with. So that's the, that's the foundation, right? And that's what everything starts with. And so what I, what I believe we're saying is just that, like Mike was saying, like the dollar is, is, is devaluing and it's moving to a different form of currency and to be more controlled. And that's, that's a huge play. And the way I try to get people to understand the impact of that is I use uh, Vegas a lot of times as the, as, the, uh, as, as the example, right? If you look at Vegas, everybody can understand Vegas because everybody has gone to Vegas or everybody understands what Vegas is about, right? And Vegas is a two-mile stretch. I mean, the Vegas that everybody goes to is literally a two-mile stretch. It's literally two miles. But the amount of income and the amount of money that actually – flows through Vegas is incredible, right? And you can see the amount of money mm-hmm. that's actually invested in getting people to come to Vegas is incredible. It's gaudy. They have castles. They have, you know, they have waterfalls, water fountains, uh, roller coasters. They have all of this in a two-mile stretch. Now, the only thing that limits Vegas from scale, because you have to look at everything from a scalability standpoint, and the only thing that limits in, in regards to technology uh, Vegas to scale is the ability to control the finance, right? Vegas has its own system of finance. And once you understand that concept, it has its own system of, uh, of finance, and it has to be controlled. So no matter what part you play in Vegas, you are part of that system that's different from any other financial system you see in the world. That's why everybody in the world comes to this two-mile stretch. Now, what we're getting into is we're getting into technology that's going to allow the same concept of Vegas 
to scale across the world. And so you got to think Ooh. of that conceptually like you got to think of that like that's the technology we have on the financial side now is we have the ability to mm. control. When you go to Vegas, you don't even see the money move. As a, as a patron, as a customer, you don't even see the money move. All you see is you trading your money in and trading your money out, but you don't see how the money is managed or controlled. So we're at a place in time now where we have the technology where money can be controlled on that fashion. So Vegas can be scaled. And what you're seeing is the is Vegas as a pilot. This is how, this is how I explain mm. it to people. It's a pilot mm-hmm. program. The idea is to scale Vegas across the entire world. So now you shut Vegas down, you shut sports and entertainment down, right? And what you do is you turn, you, you keep people in one place. So Elon Musk, he's solving a problem. The problem is overtoxification through industrialization. His job is to solve the problem of minimizing carbon dioxide so we don't kill people. You understand what I'm saying? On the scalability, mm. when we emerge, mm. so he is being paid for future. He is being paid for propulsion solutions. He's not being paid for Tesla. He's not being paid for uh, uh, SpaceX. He's being paid to understand how we can get propulsion and get rid of engines across every industry that requires engines. Wow. So we don't overtoxify people so we don't die of these uh, these pandemics by overtoxification. And so if you have to put these things together and see now we have the ability. If you look at if you look at every industry, you can do everything you've done in Vegas, you can do it in the privacy of your own home now. Right? If you wanna if you wanna be entertained, right. if you want uh, if you want food, if you want uh, whatever it is, if you want to gamble, gambling is going to fifteen X, right? When these guys can't go to these uh, these games, you can't, you, and you can't have a hundred thousand people in a in an arena anymore. These guys are not going to stop watching sports. What they're going to do is they're going to form a new group. You, you guys still there? They're gonna right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, no, nah, you're killing it right now. I'm like, yeah, I mean, this is, I'm just blown away that you could even think of all of this. Go ahead. I, don't, I want you to finish because I definitely want to hear what Michael has to say. I, I'm just taking it so all they, in. They, I want to hear what Michael gonna, says to everything you're saying. Go ahead, brother. Now we're we're here. Yeah. They're not, they, they're going to form a new group. They're basically going to form a new group, and it's going to scale and the scalability. So the technology has always been there to scale the pilot of Vegas. The only thing that hasn't been able to scale is the ability to control the money. Enter what they call blockchain. So if you understand the technology mm. of blockchain, you understand how money can then be controlled in a fashion where you can scale the concept of Vegas. Incomes, what they call universal base income, income. So, so now, and the scary part, the thing that really scares me is losing your religion, because <laughs> that's a whole different conversation. But we all know, I've known Christians that go to Vegas and they lose their religion. Everything that happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens when Vegas comes mm-hmm. to your house or comes to your community? Ooh. You understand what I'm saying? We can see that. We can see that in the social, and our social mm. morals. Yes. We can see that eroding Ooh. as we continue wow. to integrate more some technology. I know you didn't expect WAP to come out in the middle of this conversation, but WAP is the exact <laughs> WAP is the perfect example of what you're talking about right now. Exactly. WAP could be number one in the country. It's the perfect example exactly. of it coming to your home. But go ahead, brother. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and let Michael jump in so he can give his his his. his, his but that's that's. I just wanted to get that in there, right? And we got to be conscious of that. I love the I love the Vegas analogy, like you said, because. It's, something that everybody can point to 
You know, but right. for me in particular, I always, like I told you, it's like even my fixation on the Elons and things of that nature, my one worry is not that he's – so I see the aim or I see the the narrative that he's solving a problem. Mm-hmm. I also see the narrative that he's proposing a solution to perhaps a problem that maybe doesn't exist or maybe one that's under – is is a little bit I wouldn't even I wouldn't even dare say it's conspiracy theory, but I put it to this way. <clears throat> one of the narratives or one of my issues about SpaceX and propulsion, things of that nature, is that as I look at this culture of celebrity, it's almost it's just going back to what you were talking about, one of the things we have to be careful about and one of the reasons why we as the black community must actively become engaged in this fourth revolution, fourth industrial revolution, and perhaps at a different way than maybe even space exploration and stuff, not because that stuff's not attainable by us. No, we have, I mean, we've, we've got tons of minds and brains that are just inaccessible, but it's just that lack of access. I still, to this day, and especially given what happened on one six twenty one, have this underlying current that says that there's still instead of inclusion, instead of technology being used and leveraged to include, I see that mm-hmm. technology would be used to exclude and to Absolutely. a very dangerous level. Like one of the things that, and I know this is going to sound, <clears throat> but I mean it's Sunday night so I can kind of get down with it, but it's like one of the things that bothered me, I guess, about, you know, the capital situation. And, you know, that, that may seem like it's a little tangential, but I said this before just kind of musing about it. Well, we had, you know, Jethro and the Hillbillies, Trumpanzees, or whatever you want to call them, storm, you know, the Capitol building. The eerie thing that got me about all of that, all the, you know, the violence and everything else and just the unruliness, the, you know, the ease of access, the ease of getting out, maybe sometimes the lack of violence, was that at the end of that, there were black people cleaning up the glass and the rubble and the mess inside the building. And to me, I kind of chuckled at that in a, in only the sense that you can chuckle at maybe a Greek tragedy or Greek comedy was the mm-hmm. sense that I see with Elon and all his resources, like it came out in the news, you know, like, he, like the Arkham boys, he, you know, he's selling all his assets to, you know, he's really serious about Mars and colonizing Mars. I thought to myself, I said, I wonder how many black people going to be on Mars with him. Exactly. 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 You know, and I wonder how many are going to be left here to clean up this mess of a planet that we've, mm. been, we've, we've inherited, you know, that we've been left with to deal with. Because if you look at it, I still say that America was still built by us. America, to some degree, has been sustained by us, but America has not really remunerated our people to any different level. And it's always been, again, it's like use and then it's refuse if you think about it. And you can look at refuse or refuse any way you want to look at that word. That's just This is me playing around with words. But the threat that I see here is not – because, again, it's like even if you look at his hyperloops and you look at all these things and technologies he's using, if you actually look at the sustainability and the way that his factories are built up, uh, I don't really see any innovation there. I don't really see any green sustaining type thing there. Mm. I see again, I see an exodus to somewhere else to more resources. I see just like this vacuum 
of financial resources that have gone to an extreme level. I mean, we have a point zero 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 one percent owning ninety seven percent of the the feasible assets, the the stuff that has value, mm-hmm. and that's just in this country of only three hundred thirty something million out of a planet of almost eight billion. When do we include the rest of the planet? And my thing is, it's like, I don't think there's a plan to do that. And if you name from the top down of the people, like you say, these celebrities, these innovators, the people that we point to, almost like what you were saying, Billy, about you ignore the mainstream media. One of my reasons why I do, too, is because I no longer, and I used to keep up, I promise you, I used to keep up the Ford 400, all this other stuff, but I ignore them now, ignore them now for that same it's almost like a disdain because I'm like, I've got to figure out how in the world do we corner off a market that they can't necessarily touch mm-hmm. and innovate, create barriers, in a, create almost monetary almost innovate in our own way. Yes. Yeah, innovate like in our own way. The same way. Yeah, the same Vegas that you Because here's about, here's one know, thing. Let me throw this out real quick because y'all are just – I mean, I'm loving this, man, just kind of just taking it all in. But I, I just want to – I think I, I think I, I think I hear some of what you're saying, Michael, and I just want to kind of, you know, in a sense put it in my terms. And, 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 and that would be that, in a sense, as all of this is going on, and this is part of what I'm about to say, and I'll tell me if y'all think I'm correct, but I tell even people that are, you know, in a sense, just focused on us and saying, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, you and I, I've had conversations with both of you, how some people are wanting to revert back to old, and, you know, we all, all agree that that's backwards because nothing right, goes right. back, if you will, right? <laughs> right. But, but my butt is this, based on what you were just talking about, Michael, my butt is with the world moving the way that y'all are both saying it's moving, and, and I think you're mm-hmm. absolutely right, William, in the sense that mm-hmm. we're not necessarily keeping up, like y'all said, we're worried about whether we're going to thrive or survive. Um, I right. do think that in the world moving that way, where I think Michael is correct that it's probably going to be our best approach, is if we could kind of get off in a corner. And, and, and in my mind, I, t- I said this just the other night, and people are like, why do you say that? Like, I'm like, if we build a quote unquote black Wall Street today, the world is so mm-hmm. global that they will never worry about us like they did in nineteen nineteen. Like somebody thinks right. I'm crazy for that. But I think right. I hear you saying, Michael, that I, we can we don't have to do it in the same manner that you know what I'm saying, that we're wasteful to the point that our whole goal to go to Mars cares about nobody. That ain't our that ain't gotta be our mindset. But we can get innovative, right. get use technology in a way to kind of create our own niche, not copy that model and end up taking care of ourselves because knowing that those people are not going to worry about us any anymore because we're not in the race dilemma that we were in four, in the 1400s. And, That's and what and I look, we, we've, we've had 50 years of protections, you know, however well you look at them, but the reason why mm-hmm. Black Wall Street burned down was because the Civil Rights Acts weren't there, there were you know, and again, it's not saying there, that they there were. There were none, you know, exactly. Uh, yeah, they were they weren't a panacea of, of just, oh, now we're free and we're going to do whatever. But just like, you know, Billy was talking about what, Nika White, our, I, I think one of the superpowers of our culture, especially black American culture, is that we have an ingrained because of survival. We've always been so close to surviving. Mm-hmm. That innate innovation, if we could tap into some of the resources, I think that's why they keep a lot of the resources backed off. If we could leverage Mm -hmm. our own culture of innovation with just a little bit more resource, we don't have to worry about competing because we're not even thinking on the same level. Because again, I think a lot of those innovators, 
so-called innovators, they really bringing up old stuff. They we we've got some minds out there right now that are <laughs> that are like I've seen them, you know, from what, what young you kids to whatever. They're beyond them. Right, I agree. I think if you just think about the concept of influence, right, without yep. the uh, resources, without the resources, yep. without the technology, we, we, they pull it off. Uh, yeah, we pull it off all the time every day. We pull it off all the time. Yeah, yeah, we pull it off all the time, and we influence more still than than yes. the ones who aren't lifted, obviously, to, uh, with the right. resource and the money source behind them. The only and that's the thing. Like we get that same amount of you know, Michael Jordan's, we get the Barack Obama's, we get the, even at a lower level, we command, even at hip-hop, hip-hop, music, fashion, oh, yeah. right? We have so much influence without the resources. So imagine yes. if we mm-hmm. had resources, Woo! which makes sense to keep us, to keep <laughs> yep. us up Wait, to yeah. resources. Yeah, so, 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 and this technology, and again, we're moving into this fourth industrial revolution where those technologies are going to slowly be presented to us. They're going to roll out over these next four years. Ah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yep. And some of this is really going to blow. It's going to blow our minds in regards to the things that can be done, right? And half the people, and you know, I'm 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 focused on finance right now, mainly because I know it all starts with the platforms, which is that is the foundation, and that is being right now. That is the policies are being set. Uh, the OCC just gave regulations to the banks to actually use uh, digital currency and cryptocurrency. Like, these things are being passed, and nobody, I mean, very small percentage, you know, maybe for guys like Michael, myself, guys like uh, you, guys like us, we're having the conversations about it. But 9.9 out of 10 people do not understand these changes in financial policy at the banking institutional level. They don't understand what's going on. They don't understand that the fiat money is being, you know, is being reduced in regards to value, yeah. and they don't understand. Rich people are seeing this and going, look, look. If you guys are if you guys are putting fifteen percent, twenty percent, twenty five percent more capital supply in the front end, I'm losing money. I need a place right. to invest. I need a vehicle investment place. I need a place and crypt and uh, you know, and uh, 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 real estate and stock market is not really doing it for us anymore. So, so exactly. what are we doing? Like how? Are we gonna, how are we going to get that 15, that 20%, that 25% back out the back end? Man, I'm putting it in the front end. Yeah. Hey, I know this is kind of off topic for a second, but I, and I'm cutting in. But, man, our next mastermind going to be dope as hell, y'all. Just throw it out to both of y'all are part of the, the Middle Dialogue Mastermind because we're we talking about crypto and just getting a full understanding of what that looks like, trying to give our yeah. own people, like, who already, in the, you know, because, again, I picked Mastermind because y'all all doing y'all damn thing, but the reality is right. we got to keep getting each other up to speed, and here's an opportunity to make sure the people that are doing that thing keep doing that thing because they're not getting left behind right. because of what the point zero one zero one percent is doing. Yeah. We could do that shit, too. So I love, I love the fact that y'all talking like this. Go ahead, though, man. I'm sorry. Appreciate it, man. I'm just saying the biggest the biggest issue we have now is not is not them preventing us from doing anything, is them keeping the resource of technology away yeah. from us to allow yeah. us. It's kind of like the kind of like the conversation we were having tonight about the uh, uh, about the Tuskegee Institute, the uh, the, the, um, the uh, what were we talking about the, uh, the Tuskegee the Tuskegee uh, experiment. The experiment, the yeah, experiment. it's not that that where it, it's semantics. It's not that they were giving it to us. It's just that they were keeping the 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 the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the cure from us, right? And yes. that that is that is 
always the case. That's always going to continue to be the case. They're always going to leverage those resources to create more resources and keep those resources away from us and keep that leverage so they can always stay ahead of us, you know, two, three. It's almost like Michael said. When they can go, look, when they can go to Mars, this is what Elon Musk, when Mm -hmm. he can go to Mars and can develop Mars, they live separate from us here on Earth, right? They live in neighborhoods with no black people here on Earth. So do you? Who do you think is going to be living on Mars? You know what I mean. And we have to have that mentality. Right. We, have that, we have to have that mentality because we have to say okay, and we have to always be looking at that and looking at this technology. We're in that space now. We have to look at it and we have to say how can we leverage it? How can we? How can we attain it? How can we use it? We have to learn it first, though. We have to know and we have to do our yes, research, right. do our due diligence, and we have to learn. We have to learn these yeah, things. Yeah, my, part, my, my partner, one of my young partners here that I really respect in the Atlanta area, I always quote him on this, but um, it's a brother by the name of um, Eldridge Washington, and he says, technology is disrespectful, and that's what you're talking about. Once we learn <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, then we can be disrespectful and compete in a way that you never could. You're, the market does not have to control you, and with our innovation, getting access to that damn technology, learning it, we can disrespectfully yes. create our own shit. One hundred percent. Right. One hundred percent. That's it's, it's a liberator. Technology liberates and it enslaves. It does both. It liberates and it enslaves. It's mm-hmm. both. A gun will both liberate you and it will enslave you. And it's technology. Yes. And that it, it depends on how the person who is using it decides to use it. That's it. But at the end of the day, it can liberate and it can enslave. And but you have to have access to it in order to do either one. You understand what I'm saying? And that's that's the thing that concerns me the most is that we are falling further behind in this century, right, in this fourth industrial revolution than we probably were in the 60s and the 50s because the jump Mm. is going to be so significant. The jump is going to be so significant, and it's going to happen. Right, the transfer. The transfer, yeah. Yeah. Crazy thing is, for whatever reason, the United States is behind on all of the emerging technologies. Like if you look at, I, I, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I, we do international business, so I see Malaysia, mm-hmm. I see China, I see yeah. all of these guys. They're they're teaching. They're they're teaching. This is what they're doing. They're educating their 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 society right now on, and these guys mm-hmm. are being reskilled. I'm talking about guys who've done things for 30, 40 years. They're being reskilled right now to understand how to operate drones, how to repair drones, how yeah. to do how to how to, how to use this emerging technology. And for whatever reason, the United States is not doing that with us. They're not doing that. So with let me tell you this, because hey, we only got a couple minutes. You're going to tell me I'm going to take a guess okay. at the for whatever reason. Um, and this is just mm-hmm. a guess on my from my study of history. Um, we only got a couple minutes, so my guess okay. is when you say for whatever reason, is I tell I tell people, and this is how I. I, I started to learn to get out of, um, you know, black versus white. It was when I studied what right. the Japanese did after World War II. So mm-hmm. um, we only, only got a minute and a half. I'm going to make it quick as hell. So okay. one thing about um, the Japanese in World War II, part of the reason World War II happened was obviously everybody remembers Hitler in Germany, right? But ultimately would, it was two forces that wanted to take over the world, if you will. They were imperialistic to the nth degree, right? The Japanese right. – that is still, in a sense, their mindset. We're talking about a country that's, what, 
5,000 years old or whatever. So their concept of time is much greater than a country that's been around for only 400 years, right? So 400 years is a drop in the bucket to them. And while the world said, hey, y'all can't build a Navy again, oh, they're like, okay, we'll take that. So they decided to become, okay, how do we compete? They came, copied the Germany, copied the United States, copied it, and then Mm -hmm. became better at technology than us because we would still put money towards uh, you know, put our finances toward building weapons. Well, they just put their finances because right. they couldn't build weapons only towards technology. And so I would say because Japan has been in the backyard of those countries, it becomes um, by, you know what I'm saying, just by um, well vicinity that all those other countries are saying, oh, look at what Japan's doing. So I'm not surprised to hear that they are well ahead technology-wise than the West who right. still builds weapons. But we would not be fighting wars in that manner 50 years from now. Right. That's the reality. Right. We got 20 seconds. Thank y'all, man. It was amazing. We got to share this one with all our friends because I didn't promote it to nobody. So let's get this one out because this was hell. The okay. next mastermind going to be that thing for real, for real. Thank both of y'all. <laughs> y'all are amazing. Right. And we'll do a part two if y'all think we need to. But thank y'all, man. We out. Billy, we out. appreciate you, man. <laughs> you too, Mike.